What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. MJ's here with Milo. Yes, what's up, everybody? Milo's taking a nap with me. And, uh, well, I'm not taking a nap. He's taking a nap on me. Let me just rephrase. Um, so, yeah, it's a lovely Tuesday. The sun is shining. It's warm out where I'm at. It's always freaking warm. It's either warm or it's raining. So that's great. It's cold as shit here. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so Stevie, book world things. What's up? All right. There's a lot. Oh, shit. I want to mention. So I'm going to go ahead and get straight into it. Um, today, Lacey Black released her Kickstart My Heart series, which is called, which is the Burgers Brew and Crew series, which, yes, it's named after Motley Crew song. And I'm obsessed with Walker and Mallory, which is the couple from this book. That is out today. Um, our really good friend Natasha Madison has a release today. Absolutely. Go read that. Um, Touch, which is amazing. It is finally Nico and Becca's turn. Yeah. I've been waiting for Becca's book since we read book one with Candace and Ralph because Becca is his agent. Mm-hmm. And she is like this bossy agent, hockey agent that everybody knows. And Nico is the youngest owner of the Detroit, of the um, Dallas Oilers. And I'm here for it. Also, Kelly Elliott. It's, it's her release day as well for Strong Enough, which is the final book in Meet Me in Montana. Don't mind me. I'm just trying to take my glasses off without disturbing Milo. Um, Natalie Parker is releasing Where You Are, which she will be on with us in a little bit. Yep, we're super excited to chat with her. Um, um, let's see. Leah Cole is releasing Trick Play on Monday, mm-hmm. which is a novella with the Kristen uh, Proby Seattle Spirit Universe. Um, and then Michelle B, our other really good friend, is releasing Smoke and Mirrors on Tuesday. Yeah, I know she's excited. It's a really good book. Um, I think for me, um, so I read a really good book by Timpy Lark. It's called Laces, and it's the first book in the Hawthorne Boys series, and I thought it was really good. It's a dark romance. It's really good. It was a good read. Um, also, Tales of Sin, Darkness and Sin comes out today. So that's an anthology with Gianna Darling. Uh, is it Piper Winners? Piper Pepper Winners? Pepper, but I'm not sure. Something of that nature. Um, and just a bunch of other authors that are, you know, really good. And I'm going to read that tonight. And I've heard, like, great things from Alpha and Beta Readers. So I'll Hold the phone for a second, because this is really funny that I just looked down and, and realized this for next week. Um, one of our guests next month, April Canavan, is really mm-hmm. going to book next week. Yes, that too. For the book, it what is my favorite title. What is it? It's called Balls to the Wall. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. And I adore her already, so I'm really excited to read this book. <laughs> and then also, I think that's about it for us. Um, we have a really special guest coming on Thursday, so make sure you guys tune in for our Valentine's Day episode. Also... I want to hear everybody's um, guesses on this one. We are going to be announcing a super surprise guest for March. Yeah. But I want people to guess it. I don't want to tell anybody yet. Okay, then don't. We won't. It's a surprise. So if you want, tell me your guesses. Okay. I want to know. I want to know who people think we'll bring on next. 
just because we bring on such a wide variety of authors on here. Absolutely. I love it. One person I think I would really like to get on is Tempe Lark. Uh, it was like her first, it's her debut. It was her debut novel and it was really good. So I would like to, if you're listening, hit us up. I would love to have you on. I'm working on getting somebody on that I hope, I hope so badly responds. I would love to talk to her about her books. This is the one you asked me about earlier? Yes. Okay. So we shall see. We shall see. We have yeah. a great episodes coming up. Like Oh, yes, we do. Great episodes. People just need to prepare. But yeah, so without further... What? I said hold your horses. Oh, yeah. I was going to be like, without further ado, let's jump on over and talk to our new special guest. Natalie Parker resides in the Seattle area with her husband and two rugrats, but is originally a Michigan girl. She always enjoyed writing and noticed she had a knack for it while earning her psychology degree and has always been an avid reader, but never thought of becoming an author until one day, one day there seemed to be a story to tell. In her spare time, she enjoys reading, 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 reading to her kids, drinking coffee, reading, occasionally yard work, reading, listening to music, reading, and writing. Welcome, Miss Natalie Parker. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, you guys. And hi, readers. Also, I love the bio. I love it. The reading aspect, that's me and Stevie to like a team. All you do is- it's like, what do you got? What are you doing today? Reading. What are you doing tomorrow? Reading. In two mm-hmm. years, probably reading. What the hell else am I doing? Reading. Somebody <laughs> asked what I do in my free time. I'm like, I read. I mean, when I'm not reading ARCs, I'm reading regular books. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do all the time. So we're going to hop right into book questions about your books, which we're super excited to ask about. And Stevie's going to take the first question and then we'll just teeter-totter back in there from there because I have a habit of talking too much. We have to split it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds we good. Don't get complaints about your talking, just so you know. What'd you say? I said we don't get any complaints about you talking. Listen, I feel like they do. I feel like people are like, Jesus, MJ talks so much. And I'm like, I know, I know. I got a lot to say. <laughs> All right, so I, I should have you. I should have you um, come hang out with my daughter. Oh, listen, I could talk to a wall. I, we'd be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can talk to. I can talk to anything, anybody. It doesn't matter the age. I can have a full-on conversation with a two-year-old, and people are like, "What are you even doing?" Oh, oh she listens. I. I. Yep. Yeah, that settles it. I need you in my house. My I eight-year-old. Can't. I'm just. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> literally me it's That's my niece she does not <laughs> stop talking listen chatter there's nothing wrong with being a chatterbox okay that's <laughs> and that's and that's what i call her <laughs> <laughs> all right so um jack and Maisie's story spanned over two books and still her see her and still her Tell who inspired you. jack and Maisie's characters um so I'm a little bashful about this. Um, Jack was inspired by, let's just say he, he's inspired by my celebrity crush. Oh my God, you have to spill the beans. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me something like that and not expect me to know. Um, yeah, so um, that would be... Um, that would be John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, I'm so here for it. I'm here for that. I'm here for <laughs> it. It's fine. I've seen him in concert. Yep, me too. 
And um, that's kind of where I sort of, when I was like 20 years old, like just fell flat on my ass in love at one of his concerts. And, um, um, and uh, I just actually saw them again last summer and he's, he's 55 years old now, but he's still hot as fuck. <laughs> Oh, yes, like, he can. He can still bring it on stage. He just, just the way that guy carries himself. Something about a rock star that is. Just... I mean, he has such an amazing voice. Oh yeah, he does. He does. And um, so yes, that's who I see. Um, when I think of Jack, kind of John Resnick, circa nineteen ninety nine. Um, I'm here for it. It's a good era. Um. And then um, Maisie just, um, I mean, she's her own character that I just kind of had to formulate. I did put some scraps of my own personality in there, but for the most part, she's her own character. All right, cool. So in now in, in See Her, Jack and Maisie find love, and then in See Her Still, they still, still her, Jesus, sees tongue twisters. It's a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, her, they're facing a new problem with, you know, an agent who wants like Maisie for himself. Where did this like idea for this particular storyline come from? Or was it just, did you like build the characters first and then make the story? Or was it just- I know, I was actually towards the end of finishing up See Her. And I just got this vision of, um, Jack and Maisie in a scenario where he's just being super protective alpha over her um, and, I, and I want and I um, I was just like god I want I want a scene where he's super where he's protecting her and just um being very alpha about it and then um the the sting scene kind of came to my mind and I'm towards the end of see her I'm, and I'm just like there's no room for this in in this story so guess i'm writing a sequel <laughs> um, a whole other book about him being protected <laughs> yes that's basically um yeah I, I should have named still her protective ass alpha rock star um, I, love I love that i'm here for that's it. pretty much what the whole story was about <laughs> i'm totally here for that like 100 i love that i love a good alpha i love a good protective hero okay obsessed me too. I, me too i um i sometimes enjoy reading the um protector bodyguard tropes just for that very reason oh my god yes i read a oh my goodness and i'm not going to reveal to remember the name of it i read a uh bodyguard body bleh, bodyguard series and one of them that i don't oh my god listen at the end of this podcast i'm gonna figure out what it is and i'm gonna send it to you guys because it was really good and one of the stories the girl was a hacker and she was like helping the guys. It was so good. It was just super good. I'm gonna have to send it to y'all. It was really good. They're like ex-Marines and like ex-Navy SEALs and now they're bodyguards. I feel like, or I like, feel like I've heard of that. I just um, yeah, well. definitely send it to me. I, I, I love that shit. Oh, it's not corpse security, is it? No, I don't think By so. By Harper Sloan? I don't think so. Because Harper Sloan did a series called Corpse Security, and it spanned over, I think, five books. Listen, what part of- went into the children. What part of I'm a book part, like, I have to see the cover. When you just, when you just spit out shit like that, I'm like, nothing. I have to look at the cover. Cover whore. 
yeah I literally have to look at the cover to like know what it is like yeah I read that because I like that cover like I definitely read it I no, I'm, cover, it I, I'm a cover whore <laughs> same me too it's fine so next question Stevie take it away as All I right. book three is picture us which is Annie and Tyler um and it features surprise baby no surprise because that's my favorite oh god um what inspired this for Annie and Tyler's story um I knew I had to uh, let me start off by saying I was I started off writing see her just for fun I had no intention of publishing Mm-hmm. I was just, I just had this nagging story in my brain that had to get out. And I was just like, ah, I'm just going to start writing and I'll bet you anything. I'll get like 30 pages in and it will fall by the wayside, just like all my other hobbies do. And um, <laughs> I'll, I'll lose interest. And, um, and then when I realized I could maybe just, I, I could maybe just put this on Amazon. And then um, I, I just got more and more serious about it. And then it reached a point where I was sending it out to beta readers and Tyler was just such a hit with the beta readers mm. and, and they were requesting that he get his own book. And I'm just like, well, gee, I don't want to, you know, I'm, know. A pleaser. I'm a pleaser. I was just like, well, shit, I, I, I'll have to come up with a story for him. And so, um, and I wanted to put him with a character, another character that everyone had already been introduced to. So it was just kind of automatically Annie. And I, I was kind of hinting at them flirting a bit um, in the first book to just kind of have a small window open um, in case I did write a book for them. I and love that, I- dropping little hints and being like, oh, just in case. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here. Yeah, I like to leave just a door, a, a door cracked in certain novels, just to have a possibility in case I want to explore those other characters. That's literally um, me. Literally me. I'm writing a standalone <laughs> right now, and um, it's just a standalone. Like I just finished a series, and it's, and I started. I'm like starting to write it, and there's side. I love side characters. Like. I genuinely enjoy writing really cool side characters that like make the story whole and I'm in love with these side characters and I'm like well maybe I could just leave a little bit of a little bit of a story <laughs> so maybe I, I, I make it. I know exactly what you mean because um I wasn't expecting the, the one scene I'm um if you guys read see her I'm sure you guys know which scene I'm talking about but the one scene that kind of got everybody turned on to Tyler. I wasn't expecting to write that. That just sort of um, flowed out. Yeah. And and then Tyler ended up being just this delightful surprise. And, so and then when I wrote I Tyler's think- book, when I wrote Tyler's book, when I wrote Picture Us, holy shit, did I have fun writing one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> I, I had so much fun writing that guy. <laughs> he was I hilarious. I literally love side characters. Like, I mean, I could, I feel like I could write a whole book about side characters. I love them all. So, and then my, 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 um, my friend, Melissa, who like alphas for me or whatever, she was like, no, she was like, absolutely not. This is a standalone. It is not a series. We are not doing this again. <laughs> I was like, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. 
whatever you never let me live my life am i gonna drop breadcrumbs in there just in case i want to go back to it absolutely well yeah you want you want to be able to leave it open in case you do want to come back to the series but at the same time in case you can't commit to it not too many breadcrumbs you know exactly exactly so in book three when we meet tyler and annie's parents i have to know who was the inspiration behind the moms and how quickly they became friends like besties like Speaking of secondary characters, like these two were it. <laughs> so um, the moms, I pretty much just had to, um, um, yeah, confession time. I don't like writing parents. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Um, I had to really just come up with, I had to basically just build those characters from scratch, but um, the scene that I'm thinking you were liking quite a bit was inspired by when I was a hell of a lot younger, um, uh, <laughs> young, dumb, and full of bubble gum. Um, oh, I've never heard that before. I love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> me and my, um, me and um, one of my best friends in college, we loved drinking Wallaby Darns at Outback. <laughs> We got incredibly drunk off them once. I Very see. surprised Outback didn't kick us out because we were acting moronic. Why is this me and my friends? <laughs> and um, and then and it was part of the mall. Outback was like in the mall. Yeah. And yeah, we went drunk shopping and um, did serious damage to our um, credit cards because it was just like, oh, that looks good on you. Buy it. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Let me just impulse buy all of this. <laughs> so um, that's where the whole drunk shopping scene came from. That's me. I get drunk and I come home and I'm like, you know what sounds like a good idea? Amazon. Let me buy a bunch of shit I don't need while drink I'm intoxicated. I love that, that don't drink in prime meme that has a hundred packages sitting on someone's front stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <coughs> I just died. My allergies. No. Yeah. I'll order stuff drunk and then it'll show up a few days later. And my husband will be like, did you order something? I'll be like, no. Did you order something? <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> husband can't do that because he orders as much as I do. <laughs> no. So, so it's just, it's just a, is this yours or mine? I don't know. Open it. Just all the time, he's all. There's like some package out there, and he's like, "Did you drunk shop again?" And I'm like, "No, I can't remember." No. Honestly, yeah, were <laughs> you drunk when you ordered your microphone? Because when we first started the podcast, oh. you got oh. you got the straws and stuff. Oh yeah, no, listen to me, listen to me. They screwed that up, not me, not me. I was not drunk when I ordered. I ordered the microphone for this podcast, and I got straws. They sent me metal straws. They were trying oh. to tell me to save the turtles. And I know for a fact that I ordered a microphone and not them damn straws. That's. But it's okay because I kept the straws and I ordered a new microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep, keep the straws. So next question, Stevie, it's all you. <laughs> all right. Where you are is releasing thir Thursday. So two days from now. Woo! Congratulations. Um, which is book four in the Turn It Up series. This is Matt and Melanie, which is a brother's best friend trope. Have you read this? What? Have you arc read I this? Read it? Yes, I've read it. Well, shit, I haven't, so. I got the arc for it. 
congratulations. I don't get those. Without, I can't get those. without giving too much away, what can fans expect from this one? Um, fans can expect um, a way more emotional book than the first three. Um, when I first thought, okay, I, I, maybe I can do this. I can be a writer. Believe it or not, I set out to write romantic comedies. I could see that. And then, and then I found, while I was writing Jack and Maisie, I found that I lacked that talent that where I can make um, a couple funny, but still have the reader take them seriously. I couldn't mm -hmm. find that balance. It was my, it was my debut novel. It was first, first book. So I was just like, okay, um, not ready for rom-com, but like, this is lighthearted. It's just it's my first book. I don't, I don't care that it's not a very deep emotional read. It's lighthearted. People can like it, hate it, whatever. Um, and then I kind of followed along with that. And then with Picture Us, I tried, I actually tried my hand at comedy and did okay. <laughs> um, and then, um, but this just takes a sharp left turn. Um, this is the first really deep emotional book in the Turn It Up series. Um, this one's got the, the angst and the heartache in it. I mean, I think personally, I mean, I think writing rom-com takes, I just feel like it takes a while to be good at rom-com. I mean, I don't think I'm funny. I'm never going to write rom-com ever. I'm so bad at it. I know I'm never going to be good at it. I like to try to be funny. Um, and one of my favorite authors, um, Tara Sivak. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, Jen Sterling was talking about her. Yep. Ah, she can write comedy. And in one of my favorite books of hers, like I was laughing my ass off, but yet the couple was still sweet and sexy and I was still able to take them seriously. I'm telling you right now, the, okay. Sarah Nay is so freaking <laughs> funny. Have you ever oh, read good. books by her? Nope, I'm gonna look into her though because I, I love books that make me laugh. Oh my God, she's got such complex characters where it's like, oh my God, I love all of them, but like laugh out loud, piss yourself funny. Like she <laughs> is hilarious. I love her. I wanna be a comedic genius like Sarah Nay, but it's never gonna happen yeah. ever. Kayla too, oh, I'm, good at, I'm good at making my mother laugh and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I found out the names of those books. It's the Wicked Game series by J.T. Gessinger. Is that how you say her name? Last name? Oh, I like her. She has. I, I read her. I read. I read the Bad Habit series, the Rockstar ah! series. Oh my God! Yeah, dies. I love that book. No, these are like it's a private security firm. There's three books. It's Wicked Beautiful, Wicked Sexy, and Wicked Intentions. And they're so epic. And there's one where there's a girl who's a hacker. And he's like a ex marine or whatever. It's so good. I literally reread it all the time. I love it. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, I had to pop that in there because if I would have, wouldn't have, I would. No, thank you. Because and and I like her. I loved her Bad Habit series. So I'll check out her security series. Have you read um, Midnight Valentine by her? I started it, and I um, I can't there, and I definitely wasn't like disappointed with it but I was just kind of like I think I was still on her bad habit high I think a lot of people stopped reading it because they thought it was gonna be like a paranormal thing like like a reincarnation okay. kind of vibe and I think that's why a lot of people 
didn't but I loved it I loved it when I finished it I was like this is great and I cried I I started it and I definitely wasn't disliking it I just kind of um I think I was still just high on her bad habit series and was like oh more 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 and but then I had to shift gears because yeah. it's a different series so I was just kind of uh, like <laughs> and if you like her bad habit series you'll love the wicked beautiful like you'll love them epic def- okay definitely looking into that then awesome all right Stevie, next question. Okay. So this book was a little different from the other three because you split it up in, into the three parts. Um, what made you decide to do that for Mel- Matt and Melanie's story? Um, number one, because it spans over a longer amount of time than the first three books. Those, are, those stories are told over a matter of months. Um, and then also it's just, there was just, um, it felt like there were three huge components to this story. There was the meeting and falling in love, and then there was the heartbreak, and then there was the rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was best to just kind of set them all up, um, separately, um, to get readers in the mindset because that was my mindset while writing it um and I don't write in sequence and so it was like okay I'm gonna write some in part two today um and um that was just how it best played out in my mind um so that's what I did for the readers I like that I mean I think that's a cool way to like break it up but all, like so you're not having to write an enormously huge book to get everything in there you can break it yeah, up yeah and, and, and there's a couple of time hops and I thought that would confuse the shit out of me if I was just reading this long continuous document yeah um so that that's another reason I decided to do three parts I don't know um I wouldn't say I'm necessarily going to do that from now on, but for that story, I felt that needed to be done. I like it. I mean, it's smart. It's a good idea. So what is next for you in 2021? Any new collabs? Any new books? What's up? What's yep. I got, I got exciting stuff happening. Um, Spill um, all the beans. Yeah. Um, so in where you are, another, uh, there's another side character oh, that's shit. got, a huge response from the arc readers and I and I gotta be honest I love him too and um, I know a lot of people are waiting on Josh and they're waiting on Chris um but their stories just haven't come to me yet they uh, I've gotten I've got some ideas but the the whole story and plot just hasn't fully formulated um yet whereas this character's story is just plop in your lap here it is yeah Um, (laughs) so so yeah, I'm going to go for it. And he got such a great response from the ARC readers. So I think they'd be excited to see him come out pretty soon. Um, I'm working on a novella for um, Jack and Maisie to just t- put a pretty bow on the end of their story. Um, I'm hoping to release that in the summer. Um, and you guys are going to laugh at this because the Jack and Maisie stories all have the word her in the title. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I want to put all three Jack and Maisie books just by themselves in a box set. What should I name the her box set? (laughs) 
Oh, no. Are you asking us for opinions or do you have one? Um, actually, I, I've, I've got a solution. I, uh, in my reading group on Facebook, I was like, so, <laughs> guys, <laughs> um, here's an interesting dilemma. Um, <laughs> what do you think I should name the her box set? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and one of my very devoted readers that supports the shit out of me and that I love to death and um, beta reads and posts for me actually came up with a great idea with calling it the only hours um, box set. Oh, I like that. I adore yeah. that. But the song Jack wrote for Maisie, I thought, oh, okay, that, that's perfect. That's fitting. It, it works on a couple of levels, but, <laughs> but that was just such a funny predicament I found myself in. <laughs> just like and and some people were just saying how about forever her always her and I'm just like yeah guys those are great ideas for titles for the third book but I'd still be saying forever her box set or all about her box set or (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing okay so And, and then as far as collabs go um I'm so excited about this. Um, uh, Stevie, at the end of where you are, did you catch the bonus scene? Yes. Okay, so that's Lizzie Stanley. And she's releasing her first book in her series, um, March 31st. Um, I had the absolute privilege of alpha reading. It's an amazing story. I love it to death. Love her to death. Um, And we just brainstormed so well together. Um, I actually invited her to um, write Chris's book with me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so exciting. So, yeah, um, Chris's book will be written by she and I. Um, cause she just has all these brilliant ideas for him that I just, uh, that I was like, God, that's good. God, that's good. I love that. And finally I was like, just write this damn thing with me. Um, like help me <laughs> write it. Let's write it together. Um, and then, and then I was like, can I write, I was like, and then we were like, you know what, our, our characters, I think our characters were meant to be friends. And then I was just like, can I write a bonus scene and introduce Leo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she was like, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wrote a bonus scene where um, Matt is conspiring with her character, Leo, to pull a prank on Chris. That's epic. Um, That's exciting. I, I, yeah, I, I'm so excited for that. And, um, and you can expect in future books, you, you, can, you can expect more crossovers between our characters. Um, and her book is called What We Deserve. The Leo, who I um, introduced at the end of Where You Are, um, just um, picture Jason Momoa. Ooh. I like uh, and, okay, good. I sold you. See, that's all I have to do to sell people on, the, on her book. Jason <laughs> Momoa is so sexy. Uh, yeah, so it's the character. Like, Jason Momoa was her muse for the character Leo. And Roman Reigns um, was her inspo for the main male character in the first book, Eli. Ooh, that's hot too. Yep, hot tatted guys. You guys, I. Oh. 
So I'm dropping total like okay it's not it's a secret like I can't tell you what I'm more like I can't tell you what I'm working on but I'm dropping a total like clue thing I'm right with the standalone I'm writing I have combined the most the weirdest combination of celebrities that I love into one individual and when I tell you the celebrities you're gonna be like what the fuck do these two people have in common <laughs> and it's like it's I don't even know if you guys are okay do you guys know who MGK is machine yeah, gun killer. I do. Well, obviously I do. We talked about him before. Okay. He's a he's like a he's a he's a musical artist. So MGK mixes with Richard Madden. Do you know who Richard Madden is? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, he's sexy. So you just mix these two people together and you get the male character that I'm writing currently and when I told uh my alphas like what I was doing they were like this is not going to work. Like they don't go together. And I was like they're going to go together. They go together. You just mm-hmm. wait. No, you No, you can do that. Um, like <laughs> Maisie, I picture her, um, kind of a mashup of Anna Kendrick and Jenna Duan. Ooh, I love Ooh, I like Kendrick. It. I love her. The um, only person yeah, I, I have a little girl crush on Anna Kendrick. Like, Me too. I love her. She's so pretty. I, the only I person I've ever really kind of pictured I have like two. It's the guys. So for Kai, it's the cover model. It's like her. It's like I cannot. It's him. And then for Bishop, it's Christopher Mason, who is like a really popular cover guy in like the indie book world. He was also in a music video with Selena Gomez. Those are the only people that I can literally picture that I'm like, yep, it's those. Those people. That's it. But we are going to move on to writing questions and I'm going to handle this portion since I am the writer of this group duo that we have here. Um, uh, when did you realize, like first realized you wanted to be a writer? Like you were like, I want to write this book or like, I loved writing. Um, that was when, when I was writing See Her and I wrote the scene um, where Maisie's brother comes over. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, like I've, it had crossed my mind in the past to write a book, but I'm like, I don't have that kind of patience to describe a room a character walks into or to write dialogue. And I was just, okay, I'm writing dialogue. Huh. That. <laughs> I was like, me, uh, okay, um, maybe I will just publish this. Maybe I, maybe I will make this an entire book and I'm having so much fun. Maybe this will be the one hobby or interest that sticks and the more I wrote the more serious I got about it I'm obsessed with that okay yeah I mean (laughs) I think did you like were you a writer like as a child like as a young person did you like reading or did was that something that came with age or um I I always loved reading and um I wrote a you know I was the little emo angsty teenager that wrote poems in high school why are we all through the same person? <laughs> yep, I was. Oh God, kill. Yes, literally. Yes. I was that. Yeah, I was that 15 year old that wore the baggy jeans and the flannel tied around my waist and oh. listened to Alice in Chains and. Oh, okay. And, and wrote these, wrote these dark poems. <laughs> okay. Different time same vibe I, when I was in middle school so like middle school is like where you're trying to figure out who the hell you are right your hormones right. are all over the place I'd hate to be a middle school teacher it's just a bad place to be 
I wore like, I was into black nail polish and the ripped skinny jeans, like of every color and oh, band t-shirts and the rubber band bracelets. And I was just living my best punk rocker life I could <laughs> ever live. And I would read like, I thought it was edgy and cool. I mean, I love these authors, like personally, but I thought it made me even cooler because, you know, I read Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft and Stephen King. And I read all these like dark shit. And I was like, yeah, but people think I'm about to hex them. That's what they think. So I was, <laughs> that's literally, that was literally my vibe in middle school. And yeah, so, and I still have that vibe to this day. I still carry a piece of that with me. I've just evened it out a little bit. So I'm not as scary yeah yeah uh yeah same here like um black eyeliner got a little much for me okay it looks like a raccoon <laughs> yeah i wore the pictures on instagram bad times i wore the work boots and the eyeliner um yes uh do you ever go to school to fake piercing i did all the time i did not have a fake piercing but i did do the dye your hair with kool-aid thing oh yes iconic iconic i love it i'm here for it okay so are you a pantser or a plotter pantser just wing it you should be winging that shit i don't i don't know what's happening in my damn stories until it's happening literally some of the best books come from pantsers i'm just saying don't look at me don't call me out like that i can't pants i i have other offers like so like i got my outline already and i'm just like outline what's that <laughs> that's nice <laughs> um, I, I have to keep my thoughts organized or I'll go all the shambles I'll I can't and I tell everybody this that I'm genuinely like I will start writing a freaking small town romance and they'll end up in freaking mafia. mafia like it'll be in, I have to outline or I'll go all over the place um I'll I'll let you in uh, on something without spoiling um where you are there's a little bit of a twist. Okay. I, I'll let you know right now, I did not see that coming. See, I can't, I can't fucking do that. I can't. I can't just be like, ooh. Actually, right now, I'm actually trying to do that. I've outlined the entire book because I have to. Like, it's necessary for this book to flow well. Because if I don't outline it, it'll be all over the place. But I don't know how it's going to end. Like, I have it outlined to the point where it's like, oh, this is what's going to happen at the end. But I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know how it's going to end. Like, I'm genuinely just going to let tell her what it's supposed to be about when we're done recording. So yeah, I'm genuinely going to allow these characters. I'm going to go on this journey with them. I'm going to be chilling in the, in the backseat with them. And I'm going to let them take me where they want to go. And if we get to the point at the end of it where they want to do one thing or they want to do the other thing, just depends. We gotta, we'll see. We I, see. yeah, I just basically, um, oh, wouldn't it be good if this person and this person got together? I don't know what the hell will happen, but it'll work out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure that's out. That's how I start the book. I love that. I wish I could do that. I love it. So do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like for me, I wear the same hoodie. Like I wash it. I need, I need to start clarifying that. I wash it. I say she washes her hoodie, guys. But when I uh, start a new series or a new book, I will put on a hoodie. It's like my writing hoodie, a new one every book, and I'll only wear that hoodie to write. I will only write in that hoodie. You know, I should try that because I get um, 
Like one thing that drives me crazy is I don't write every day and I wish I wrote every day, but I can't just, like I said, I'm a pantser. Mm-hmm. I, um, and I write when the inspiration comes and I can't just sit in front of my computer and be like, okay, inspiration. Thank you. Writing. Um, I wonder if I did something like that though. That's what um, I do. If, if it would, if the inspo would come to me better, if I, had like a little habit that I associated with my writing. I can't just wake up because I don't. I've got I've got a notebook for every different for each different to mix in. Yeah. Um. But that's it. That's my quirk I got. No, but Nikki Ash. Nikki Ash said that she that she would only write at Starbucks. Yeah, that's her thing. Is Starbucks. But then when COVID hit, Starbucks was closed true. and she could no longer write anymore. I think the best thing for me. I, yeah, I I seriously heard that. <laughs> I think the best thing for me is like setting a routine for myself because like I I've gotten to the point now where I've gotten a lot better with writing every single day and like hitting a word count that I need to hit and it's like setting a routine like I get up you know I do my stretching whatever I don't look at my phone for a whole hour because because I I saw this thing where like if you don't look at your phone for an hour before like right after you wake up you're more productive I don't know if that's real but I've tried it oh I'm gonna try that then because yeah productivity is a real problem for me (laughs) I literally I make myself a cup of coffee I don't look at my phone and then like I don't know I put my hoodie on and I sit in front of my computer I I eat my drink my coffee eat my breakfast and then I'm just ready to go and it really does like set my brain up to be like all right this is the routine we're doing for when we need to write and when I don't do that routine now oh god my brain's like oh man I used to have that routine um but I have tiny humans oh yeah and um Oh man, when the quarantine first happened, like it happened in mid-March, I went from having a couple hours to myself every day um, to having my children home 24-7. Oh shit, yeah. Um, And it made my brain a very noisy place to be. And um, like in mid-May, it like writer's block seriously hit me. Um, while I was writing Picture Us. And the thing is, that that book, I knew what I wanted to happen. That was one of the few books where I was just like, where I didn't have to totally fly by the seat of my pants. I had a good general idea of what was going to happen when, but I could not for the life of me put it into words. And I went like two weeks without writing. I love that. Speaking of your family, for my last writing question, what does your family think about your writing? And like, has your, like, has your hubby read your books or anything of that nature? Uh, no, he hasn't read them, but he's been supportive. Um, he, um, he takes the kids outside so I can have a little um, writing time. Um, he applauds when I get a good review. Um, um, but um, like they pretty much they're not very active in it but that's that's okay it's just kind of like that's that's just mom's thing that she has for herself um so like they're they're not very integrative with it but they are very supportive that's Fletcher Fletcher's like I don't Fletcher can't he can read he just doesn't reading's not his thing (laughs) yeah my husband's not a my husband's not a reader um he he reads magazines um he um he's just, he's just doesn't really, he's never been into books. Yeah, that's Fletcher. Fletcher's like, 
I don't read. I support you, though. Like, he has tried. It's super funny, and I love him. I adore him for it. But he has tried to kind of learn, like, the lingo and, like, the ins and outs, right? So when I say, oh, you know, I got an ARC review, he's like, I know what that is now. And he's like, I know <laughs> what that is. And, or, like, beta and alpha terms and, like, all of these terms that we have, like, uh, WIP, like, work in progress. He's trying to learn those things. And when he... <laughs> When he, I'm talking to him about it, he's asking me about my day or whatever. And I, I say one of those like short term, whatever. He's like, oh my God, that's, I know what that is. I know what an ARC reader is. That's an advanced reader copy. I know what that is. And I'm like, yes, good job. But he's also so sweet too, whatever you release a new book. He is, he is. Oh yeah, I love him. He got me. Okay, so I didn't even release a new book yet. My new next book comes out on the 25th, but I finished it a couple weeks ago and he uh, bought me, a, he brought home like a, a thing of donuts and he like wrote on the top, like congratulations on finishing book four. Aww. I was like, oh, the fact that you knew it was book four. Good job, honey. I love yeah, you. Lizzie, Lizzie Stanley's husband had the um, logo because her, her series that's coming out is the Wishbone Tattoo series. Mm -hmm. um and it revolves around these you know hot tatted guys that work in a tattoo parlor i love that i love it i'm here for it she had a logo created for the tattoo parlor and her hubby had it printed on a t-shirt and gave it to her as a gift oh i love that Kristen turnage did you see what her husband did for her release no what did no he, he had um cookies made Oh, with, cover, with the cover on it. Oh, yeah. I think it was her husband or somebody in her family had him done for her, but they were so cute. Okay, never mind. My husband's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody, everybody's significant other is supportive in their own ways. Yeah. Supportive. His, his, his show of support is taking the kids outside so I can write. Well, see, maybe he's just, listen, I think it's all about figuring out your significant other's love language. I think that's super. Um, that is totally it. That's one thing he and I finally learned after um, like being together 17 years is um, his love language is actions. Mm -hmm. um, mine is words. Of affirmation, yeah. So mm -hmm. mine is actions and then... Um, <laughs> and words of affirmation it's like a mixture of the two and Fletcher's is just physical touch like we could be cuddling on the couch like he's on one end I'm on the other and my foot has to be like touching his arm like and he's okay like I just have like at all times I need to be like touching him we have to hold hands when we go take out like that's <laughs> huh you just take a finger and just touch him yeah just touch him and he's happy that's just like how he that's his love language and I hate cuddling so it's like the worst thing ever for me but it's like fine. Um, I, I don't do mind cuddling on the couch, but at night when I'm trying oh to go to sleep, stop touching me. Yes. And he's like a human furnace. And I'm like, no. I need to be in my Nobody better not be touching me. So I just, I just touch him with my feet. I just put my feet on him and I'm like, there you go. There you go. Cam, Cam has learned, God, he likes to put an arm over me and I feel like he's breaking my back. Like yep, I yep. feel. I feel like a boa constrictor is going to keep me from, like, I need the freedom to move. I can't have you flush against my back. Exactly. Exactly. These men learned to finally go to sleep with just a hand on my hip. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. Like, <laughs> All right, Stevie. So you can take us to reading questions now. My section is 
done for the moment. <laughs> okay, so what is the first book that ever made you cry? Uh, I'm thinking, um, I read, <laughs> I read Danielle Steele a lot in college. Um, and she's got a book called The Ghost, um, that made me real emotional at the end. Um, that's, that's one that comes to mind. I've never read that. I've never even heard of it. Also, let's check out my hair right now. Guys, you can't see it, but I just put my hair up in a bun and it is legit a disaster. <laughs> It's perfect. I have um, a bunch of Danielle Steele books. I think they're downstairs in a box still. Does she write romance? I've never read her. Yes. She's written romance. She's done, oh gosh, she's done a lot of stuff. Never read it. Never read it. Yeah, at one point she was like the signature housewife um, romance novel queen, like, I think the first book to ever make me cry was a short story in Nightmare and Dreamscapes by, by Stephen King. Oh, I passed on the sneezing. Yep, yep, you did. You sure did. Uh, was, uh, I'm not. It was a uh, short story in Nightmare and Dreamscapes by Stephen King. And it made me really sad because it was about this group of kids that like died on a float. And I was sad. Like, it was like, it was like these, it was like these kids in this college town, there's like this lake and there's this big buoy float thing out in the middle of the lake. And it's like a tradition for you to swim out there and chill on it, right? Well, it's freezing cold and these friends go out there as like a joke and there's this big black blob in the water that eats them. So it's kind of, it's kind of savage, but I, I, I was- saw, That sounds like something I saw like on the, uh, like creep, Tales from the Crypt or Creep Show or something. Probably Stephen King's like iconic for putting his short stories on stuff like The Twilight Zone and things of that nature. Oh, okay. Yep. So, um, that's the first one that made me cry. I was like, damn, that's savage. Not a damn one survived either. I was like, shit. I think the first book that ever made me cry, Legit Tears, was probably, she goes by a different name now. She goes by MJ Soren. And said of Melanie Sorensen, I believe, which was, she had a book called Promise Me, which was part of her tat series. I've never and read I it. sobbed. It was the first book I ever read about with really deep, deep issues. Have you read any Monica Robinson? Uh, I haven't. You need to, do you like, do you like books that make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. Uh, um, since I've entered the author community, I've read, I've read more, mm -hmm. um, because, um, <laughs> you're gonna, you guys are gonna laugh at me, um, um, after reading the Divergent series. <laughs> I fucking love Divergent, I'm laughing. I have the books. Okay, good. After reading that, I was like, no more serious books ever. <laughs> Listen, I love four. God, he's hot. No. Uh, four is hot but when I read but when I read the last book I was like oh man that that fucked me up oh yeah oh yeah it's sad it's savage and, um and I was just like that's it like I'm like that drained me and no. um, and I was like okay only light-hearted books from now on I'm only gonna read shit that makes me laugh and so for the so I read fluff for the longest time Nope, I can't do that. My brain would explode. Um, now that I'm 
in the indie author community, I'm, I'm trying more emotional books and, and I'm, and I'm surviving when I read them. I'm doing okay. Um, okay, well, 10 out of 10. But, um, but I do have to kind of sprinkle in some romantic comedies while I'm reading them. Like, Serenade for rom-com and then the good old boy series by Monica Robinson to make you cry. Okay. So good. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of angst. God, I love that lady. <laughs> yeah, here I was going to set out to write rom-coms and then here I am crying writing where you are <laughs> I'm excited I love I tried talk. reading it so I get you I love a good oh. uh, no offense but I'm happy I made you cry <laughs> I, I love a good book that makes me cry I that's like an author's goal like I love it it's like I'm kind of a sadist I want you to cry give me all your tears <laughs> I think which one was, I read a couple weeks it was probably two months ago and it was the arc for um the reality of everything by Rebecca Yarrows I sat in my bed at two in the morning sobbing over this book yeah I love a good I love plain on sobbing all right I love a good cry I'm gonna need to take up stock in Kleenex <laughs> um, right. are you an e-reader or a physical copy um Sadly, e-reader, just because it's just so damn convenient. Yeah, true. Um, I miss, before e-readers came along, uh, man, did I love going um, into half-price books and finding gems. Yes! I still love um, going to Barnes & Noble just for fun. Hell, listen, my husband is like, that's like his, that's like Satan to him. He can't go in there. Like, <laughs> When we go to like, when we go to like books a million, cause that's what we have near here and we have it in a mall. It's like three minutes from me. And so we'll go to the mall and he'll be, we'll be going to like get something specific and I'll like, well, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go hang out in here. I'm not going to buy anything. And he's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Buys like $400 of books or something stupid in, in like, like that. But yeah, I think for me, I'm an ebook reader, but if I love the book and I love the cover, I'm buying it. Yeah, if I love the book and the cover, um, or if the author is a good friend of mine, like, um, I'm going to buy the paperback. Yep, that's how I feel. I'll tell you the two paperbacks that I found at a, I don't remember what store I found them in, but I did find them on, in a really cheap place, and it is Jamie McGuire's, um, Walking Disaster series. I've never read that. I think I've heard of that. It's Walking Disaster, Beautiful Oblivion. Um, there are brothers, and the first one is the first one. I think is two the span of two books, and it's one couple. But I found those at a store, really cheap, and I bought them. And I'm obsessed with having those copies. And I read them on my Kindle. So, yep, that's literally how I am. I will buy. I will buy both copies if I if I like the covers and I want to have them. Agreed. Um, what is your absolute favorite trope to read? Um, believe it or not, arranged marriage. I'm here for Ooh, it. We love marriage. the forced close proximity. Yeah. Marriage out of convenience. Um, yeah, yeah. I love there's something about being committed to this other person and getting to know them and falling in love with them, just doing it bass backwards. Um um like I watched a 
a movie like there's this old movie and it's and it's a royal it's a royal history type movie and you know that happened all the time and I just um I saw these two people forced to get married that didn't hardly even like each other but then here I am like oh he just touched his wife or oh he was just real protective of his wife he's starting to like her like I just remember getting <laughs> so excited um and um, and now I love reading that shit um so um, I've gotten into mafia romances recently just because there happen to be a lot of arranged marriages in those. Oh yeah, the mafia, mafio, whatever, capo, capone, whatever you call him, capo, comes and yeah. sleeping in there badass and he's like, I'm marrying you. And she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> I love, I love mafia books. Michelle B does not have, I don't think, oh, well, no, but Shelby skinny love was an arranged marriage. Yeah. It was. Kitty Love was a phenomenal book in her heart series. If you like Mafia. That, that, was, that was who now? Michelle B. Okay. Her Skitty Love book was amazing and it's a part of her heart series and then she has another series coming out. February. Okay, I'm going to look into her because I haven't heard her yet and I've, and I've run out of arranged marriages to read. Um, then she's releasing a spinoff of it of other guys in her ser- in that series which is called the first book it's called smoke and mirrors and super good we got to MJ and I were very lucky to get to read to um beta read that book for her good. and it was oh, excellent you need to read if uh, you need to read El Pecador and El Santo it's a sequel it's like two books and it's by Monica Robinson and it's not really necessarily an arranged marriage but it's forced pl- like proximity and it's mafia and it's insane and it's got the biggest twist you've ever seen in your life in it and it makes nice. you cry and laugh and it's uh i'm obsessed with this book so books they're super good so 10 out of 10 recommend that one all right last reading Excellent. question what's your last five star read um let's see um I'm thinking, um, where the hell is my Kindle? (laughs) Um, um, let's see off my head. Um, um, Tempest fans book Damien forever. Yes. Yes. That was so good. She's, um, she's such a sweetheart and that book was damn good. Um, and, um, Wicked Spirits by Autumn Key. That's a that that's a paranormal romance. Ooh, I love paranormal. Oh my god, you're the first person ever who like on the podcast who likes paranormal romance. That's true. They're they're not like my go-to, but I will read them once in a while. My favorite paranormal romance ever is the Charlie Davidson series by Dorinda Jones. I have not read that, but I'm gonna add that to my freaking that um yeah, Dorinda Jones, Charlie Davidson series. She's a, um, I believe she's the pub, a published author. She's not an indie author, but I did get to meet her. Um, and this series is 13 books. Jeez, a mighty. Following the same couple. And I can legitimately tell you that those books have everything. I'm gonna have to read those. You it's it's got suspense and mystery um it's sexy is 
all hell. <laughs> and um, and it's got paranormal twists to it. And um, and then you're laughing your ass off at the same time. Um, the main character is a private investigator. Ooh. Um, and but the thing is, she's also the Grim Reaper. Oh, not, shit. not in the way, not in the way you think. Um, she's basically the portal that when people die, they pass through her. Oh shit, that's cool. Um, so she, so she can see and talk to dead people, and she's a private investigator, which make her a hot commodity for the local police department when they're trying to solve cases. That's kind of like Ghost yeah. Whisperer. And she's in love with the son of Satan. <gasps> oh, it kills me. Listen, I don't know if you guys watch Lucifer, but I love it. I love Lucifer. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's in love with the son of Satan. Um, just to help you out, I picture Olivia Wilde as the main female oh, character. She's so pretty. No, no, no. And I picture, I you know the, do you know the football player, Eric Decker? Yes. Jesse Decker. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I picture him as um, Rhea, as the, the male character that's the son of Satan. She shouldn't be in love with, but is. And... Listen, I love Olivia Wilde, but I simultaneously hate her. <laughs> I, I know. I want to I smack her right now. Because she's dating Harry Styles. Yes. I I, I was just, oh, man. Girl, girl crush gone. Man. <laughs> it's not even a girl crush. I am, it's unnecessarily unhealthy. I, since, um, okay. So, you know how, like, some people grow up with, like, the Backstreet Boys and, like, NSYNC and, like, all that shit? One Direction was my shit, okay? And so, I've been in love with Harry Styles. I your age so easily. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I have been in love with Harry Styles since I was like 10. I'm talking, I still have cardboard cutouts, posters. I still have the makeup palette. I literally love this. man. I've been paying this man's bills since I was 10. Okay. Fuck, I'm about to turn <laughs> 32 and I was an NSYNC fan. So, well, I was- I, I was an NSYNC fan. But I um, really love him. At 32, I'm still an NSYNC fan. <sighs> All right, so moving on. Yeah, we got to move on from that because I'm gonna start crying because I'm literally obsessed with him. It's, it's, it's insane. So <laughs> trope questions. Um, what is your favorite trope to write and why? Um, so far, I mean, um, Where You Are is only my fourth book. Um, um, so, so far, it's, it's still Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because, um, I mean, I've got a thing for um, edgy, bad boy looking musicians, you know, John Reznor, hello. Oh yeah, um, with the leather jacket. Uh, yeah, there's there's something I don't know. There's there's something about musicians um, um, that are just sexy, make you fall in love with them. Um, so that's still my favorite trope to write. It's not the only trope I'm ever going to write, um, but I'd say so far it's still my favorite. All right, sweet. That leads to the next question because she hinted that what's one trope you would eventually like to write? Um, I'm thinking probably, I don't know. I've, I've, it's crossed my mind to do the arranged marriage, but as much as I love them, I don't know shit about them. I'd have to do a lot of um, <laughs> uh, research. Um, 
it, some, sometime I do want to do a small town romance. Um, Me too. Yeah. I love, I love them. And I got to give, give props to the paranormal romance um, um, writers because I don't know how they come up with this whole new existence. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the creative aspect of paranormal romance is insane, like off the charts. I genuinely, I would love to do it eventually, but I do not think that I am creative enough to do that to, or any type of fantasy like that like lord of the rings all these different walks of life and this these different languages that like a whole different language he came up with i don't even it literally hurts my brain you should read um a court of thorns and roses okay by sarah j mass okay it is it's a it's i want to it's not like lord of the rings but it is it's very fantasy based and oh my god talk about falling in love with a fictional man who it has wings and pointy ears okay i have reached ah, yeah that, that's me with the charlie davidson series it's like that that guy is my top number one spot book boyfriend for life no like no joke and my fletcher like laughs at me all the time because like it i don't know tiktok listens to me so I'll be like scrolling through TikTok and there'll be um, the main character's name. His name is Rosand. So that's like the guy that I'm in love with. And there'll be like a TikTok of somebody who's done an animation of him, like a real, like made him into a person. And I'm like <sighs> hyperventilating and Fletcher's like, so that's what does it for you. Wings and pointy ears. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it is. Thank you for asking. Um, so what is one trope that you will never write? Like, it's just not something, it's not your vibe. You don't think you want to do it. Like, what is it? Um, I'll probably never write the billionaire. The billionaire romance? Why not? It's just not your, something you're into? No. Um, you don't want to be swept off your feet by a billionaire? Because I do. No, I, nope, I... I see myself just writing blue collar guys like let it be known um, if any billionaire ever listens to this Natalie Parker's passing you on but I will be more than happy <laughs> to remarry <laughs> I just I don't know what it is um I am um, don't get me wrong it all it sounds like it would just be wonderful for like a, a week or hell maybe even a month um but um just the suit doesn't do it for me oh my god I love uh, a man in the suit I I mean I occasionally dress Jack in a suit for like award shows yeah um and it and it's hot because you just don't see him in, in one very often um you gonna tell me right now that Harry so Dawson his suits aren't hot it, like once in a while it's like a it's like a hot commodity yeah um but as far as your everyday persona goes I like the suit doesn't do anything for me I like the I like thankfully my husband like he's a he's a hard-working man and all right cool I mean that like, works I love a man in a suit uh, Armani Dolce and Gabbana. I mean, I don't care. You want if I, and I can spot that shit. Yeah, too. I, I probably just 
I probably just cut my reader base in half telling you guys that, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there are multiple people that have that same perspective on, on it and stuff like that, but no, listen, when I go out into like the city area where I live, I can spot that shit. I'm like, that's a nice suit. You've got money. Like, and I, I'm like, I know it. I know who I need to like lure in, marry, and then murder. So <laughs> I, can, I can get all of their money. I can get all their money. And then, you know, we'll, well be I think my plots to murder. Um, if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? If I were in a book? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I'd want the, um, I, I would want to get forced to get married to a rock star. Oh, um, yeah. Rock star. Okay. To clean that. up his reputation. Right. Yeah. Like, um, like it'll be like a marriage of convenience or arranged marriage rock star. Like that would be my dream come true. Um, I'm totally here. I'd be, I'd be like, you want me to marry this edgy, hot looking musician? Fine. Um, My arm, will you? I guess. (laughs) Well, that is our last question for today. However, thank you so much for joining us. We've had such a fun time talking to you. We leave this spot. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. This was a great time. We leave this spot open. If you want to say anything about your books or anything like that, you're more than welcome to. Platform is yours. Um, I, I think I'll just give a um, shout out um, to some other authors. Um, uh, Karen Cole, um, I actually am a big fan of her writing and I was lucky enough to be in her. Um, she, she has a writing group um, that helped get me on my feet as a writer. Oh, I love that. Um, so big, um, phenomenal thank you to her and, um, and her books are out of this world. And then just, um, and then, you know, I've shouted out to Lizzie Stanley and Tempest fan, but, um, also Shauna McDonald and Cameron Hart are good friends of mine and brilliant writers. Um. Uh, Shauna McDonald and I are hoping to do a rock anthology also um, sometime this year. I love that. Love me a good um, anthology. Yeah, she's she's got a she's got a great rock series. Um, like very very swoony, sexy um rock series. It's the Four Clover series. Definitely big recommend from me. All right. Well, great. Um, well, like we said, everybody go by where you are when. Thursday. Thursday, yes. And make sure to buy her release on Thursday. Yay, yes, please. So thank you so much for joining us. Let me make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a lovely day. Thank, Thank you again too, both of you.